Welcome to my mom's podcast. You're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast, where we chat with educators, community members, and advocates of early childhood alike through candid and real conversations, focusing on the person behind the practice, along with some tips and strategies as well. I'm your host, Marisa. All right, welcome everybody. So today my guest is coming to us all the way from, is it Brooklyn? Yes, Brooklyn, New York. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience today? Okay. Um, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Led Bradshaw, and I'm the creator of Jet Pulse Comics. Um, I'm coming here from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York, and uh, it's, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am so honored that you were able to squeeze the time to meet with me today on the podcast, and hopefully we're going to be popping this up on the Early Childhood Journeys YouTube channel as well, so stay tuned for that. Awesome. Um, I just I wanted to just give a little bit of connection um, on how you landed on my pod, and um, and I know you weren't aware of just how I came across your work, right? Uh, you know what? I, I, could you please tell me again? Because I remember you telling me before in in a in a previous phone call, and it's just I I I tried to explain to someone else. I think I was too excited. I couldn't do it. So and I have like, to, yeah. And I have to give him props. And I know I, 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 um, I messaged him. So I'm out here in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, through my Facebook feed, I came across Shannon Hernandez's um, Facebook post. And Shannon is a radio DJ here, a local DJ in, in our, for uh, um, alternative rock station, KUPD. And he posted about, um, just coming across you and your and your work, the comics, and he was just so lovely about the post, and he was like, "You guys got to check this out. This is so inspirational." Um, I mean, it was just so lovely, and so I think it was my husband maybe that shared his his page when he posted about that, and I came across, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I got to get this person on my podcast. This this is exactly what." I, I want to hear, I want to highlight this type of work because number one, um, when you'll go into it, but it, as a parent, we can connect with, with your work. And number two, as an educator as well. Um, so Shannon, Shannon Hernandez, shout out to you. If you, if you hear this podcast, but I'm, I'll, I'll be sure to tag him on this. So that's how I, that's him, how I came across your work, Lynn. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon Hernandez. And thank you very much. Cause that is amazing. That's an amazing story. I had no idea. Considering it's a small like world. from Brooklyn, like Brooklyn, New York, and and like from like uh, Arizona. I mean, that, that's amazing. It's mind blowing. I mean, when you told me this, I'm like, wait, did she say that correctly? I'm like, I don't know anyone in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's known as um, the Shan Man. Um, that's his radio personality, the Shan Man. I um, look him up and thank him. Yes, ah, I'm sure he'd <laughs> love that. He'd be tickled. Um, but I came across your work and I, I just want to, I don't want to give too much away. So let's, let's kind of start back. And I'm sure you've said, you've told this story before. Okay. Um, you are the creator of Jet Pulse Comics. That was an inspiration of your son. So can you kind of give us some insight there? Yes. Um, Jet Pulse Comics is, is the inspiration, like was inspired by, the refrigerator drawings of my son. And I started this, it's funny because 
Jet Pulse Comics wasn't even an idea when I first started this. I, I remember when Jake was about three and a half, we started like noticing the symptoms of autism, and it was around pre-K age, around four, when he was uh, when we when we had the diagnosis. Um, now he was always uh, like very big on superheroes, and he would always talk about superheroes. He would always want us to buy costumes, and this is the way how he interacted. He wanted to play and like. I mean, he's got like thousands of these costumes. I'm exaggerating with thousands, but they're at least <laughs> 100. So there's every variant of like Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, you name it. Like he, and he has it. And, um, but the thing was that his special interest was like overwhelming and he couldn't really, um, uh, he, like he was falling behind with the other students in his class. So, um, after talking with his teachers and, um, the, working with developmental pediatricians, you know, like, you know, trying to find a way to help them. The, the best thing that I could do is like, um, like start looking things up, like maybe, you know, like I started Googling everything. Yeah. So I As came any across. Would. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and the funny thing is, is because I've been an artist, like, I mean, I'm, I'm not an artist really, but I've been drawing ever since I was about the age of two, two or three, my mom says. Mm. Um, so when I came across, um, articles about like art therapy and art therapy exercises I figured that would be a good idea a good starting point since I know how to draw and what kid doesn't love drawing so <laughs> so we started there and this is my way of basically helping him like express himself because um at that time he also had a had a speech delay so his speech was actually it was very limited he was only limited to maybe like uh, his vocabulary was only just a few, like a few words, one of some very small sentences, like I want juice or um, what's that or who's this, but nothing in a conversational manner as other children. Mm -hmm. So I figured it would be a good way to help him learn certain words that um, we could start with like basics, like sun and like kind of draw a picture of the sun and spell it and get him mm -hmm. used to that. So from, uh, from, drawing every day you know like that's when it started to come out the jake jet pulse character started coming out and he would draw himself as a superhero and his little superhero team and his little adventures and i thought it was amazing because wow. he would tell me about these wonderful little stories that he had and i kept every single one of them so as i as as time went on and i noticed he was still having trouble in school that's when i started working with this teacher and i i would spend like a few hours every night after he went to sleep translating the work like like combining the work with his you know like with his comic book characters to help him identify that's where yeah. it started yeah wow i think i think it's amazing that you took the initiative to just kind of do that research on your own um i i don't know i i wanna i have a lot of little questions as a parent who like I guess at what age? So what? How old is he now? He's eight. He, he's eight. He's eight years old now. And he was kind of roughly diagnosed when? At at four four years old. Yeah. I mean, like the, the I guess it, 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 like we started noticing like uh, the, the, the signs. The, we started noticing around three and a half or so, and like that's when we finally like we went through like several evaluations at that time, maybe. Um, uh, okay, maybe a few evaluations. We had three <laughs> evaluations actually, but it felt like forever. You know, when you're going, oh my god, to yes! Like 
it's like you feel like they'll never end and it's like um so after like two or three evaluations it was like yeah it was three that was definitely three and um we worked with a really great developmental pediatrician too and she was very helpful um that uh once we received like the the autism diagnosis it was funny because at the time i was really confused i didn't understand anything about it at all yeah i i, I didn't i um, I have a, a, a few friends whose children have, uh, you know, Down syndrome and, but I've never any that, that had autism. So I, that was, you know, it, that was something for me to find out when he, I, I want to know what kind of life that he would have, what, what kind of, what, what kind of, uh, uh, what, what kind of therapy is involved. You know, I, I had no idea. So I think, you know, that was where I started from there, you know. Now, and I was going to jump to this a little bit into more of our conversation, but I guess um, for the parents that are listening to us mm-hmm. that are pro- may, might be going through some similar situations with their own young child, right. you know, reflecting back, what is something, what is maybe a, a piece of advice for that parent? Um, number one, once they find out that, you know, um, there is, something going on right how do you how do how do you deal with that you know emotionally i guess take a breath you know re like understand that it's not your fault you know it's really not your fault don't blame yourself don't go through the family tree trying to figure out like where it came from thank you Uh, i was i'm I'm glad you're saying because there's a lot of guilt parent guilt that that you know that process I, i feel like yeah, I went through it too. I did yeah. the whole gene pool Dick Tracy thing too. I went through the <laughs> entire thing trying to figure out on both like his mother's side and mine, trying to figure out who the weird uncle was, the strange <laughs> aunt. I, I was trying to figure out who it was, who's the culprit. But, you, you know, it, it's you're just beating yourself, like beating your head against the wall if you're going to do that. The, the idea is, is like understand that these things happen, you know, there's really no answers as to why it happens. It's just, you know, the my my advice is if like for a parent just getting a diagnosis, just early intervention, start there. The the earlier the better. Yeah. So your chances are better, you know, taking care of those quirks and you know, working on those, you know, like like working on their like, you know, strengthening their weaknesses, starting early is the best thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. What would you say um now working with his teacher? Um, now this teacher, you know, a new teacher, a new, you know, kindergarten or first grade teacher has this child. What was, um, a tip for that teacher? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, parent teacher conversations were always pretty, uh, I had to put my hat back here because <laughs> he just flipped okay. his hat backwards, folks. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the, that's one of the thoughts are, you know, they're, they're, they're light speed now. So, um, that's when I'm recollecting a thought from the, my long-term memory. I have to put the hat back there. <laughs> um, well, working with these teachers, it was like the, I, I, I really tried my best to form a relationship with the teachers as far as like from, you know, since we were building routines at home, maybe like um, I would always suggest like talk about superheroes. That's what he likes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that this is where the Jake Jetballs thing came in. It's like, you know, like, Talk about superheroes. He likes that. You know, like if you could like probably throw something in there instead of like wording the question like, okay, if Superman has two capes and like Batman has one, how many do they have? You know, and like that would encourage him like to think and say like, oh, there's three, you know, because like you're, you're reading a question to him and he would just, you know, talk about superheroes and he wouldn't, 
um, he would just like deflect from whatever the lesson was. But if I could just get his attention, if I could just pull him in, just reel him in. And that was one of my suggestions, you know, try that and see if it works. And then we just kept doing that. And what she would do also was reward him um, because right now he's in, um, in a bridge class. I'm like, if you're familiar with that, it's like a 12 to one to one setting. So it's one, one teacher and like there's the, the there's 12 kids and there's para you know oh yes 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 okay right. classroom okay right so so when he's in like when they're in groups and you know, when they're in groups and working throughout the day like whenever he does something he's like you know rewarded with either like a puzzle and that's usually like a superhero something superhero related like, uh, okay. like a small figurine or something that he'll bring home like a little superman puzzle and these are the things that we, you know, we were working with, like to try to get him into it. And then when we saw that, okay, he was like, he was paying a little bit more attention. That's when I started taking his artwork and then working from there and like trying to make flashcards. And that's where I started at first. So yeah. I would take the, the teacher's daily sight words she would have. And then I would take my drawings and then turn them into like, like little flashcards and hold them up. Like, okay, what does this say? And what does that say? And that's how I got him into identifying now i have to say even if you know uh, we weren't talking about a child that was on the spectrum that right there for any child is making the learning relevant right make like i want i want my teachers and my parents that are listening that while yes we're talking about led's son who is on the autism spectrum you want to you want to make that accommodation and that interest regardless because you want the learning you want them to be excited uh, about their sight words and how am I going to how can I connect these sight words to his interests? That's what we should be doing in good practice in the classroom. So I, I have to mention that because um, it 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 just it, it shouldn't take a dad to come and and and. Uh, provide these ideas. These are things that are just good practice. So thank you so much for bringing that up, Led, because I think it's, it's just worth noting that we want to make these accommodations with our kids, you know, regardless, because when we have a student that is on the spectrum in our classroom, when we do make that extra accommodation, everybody mm -hmm. else benefits. I bet you other students want to, want to see those sight words with superheroes, like oh, regardless. And that was the great part about it. It was that the, the, the children in his class, they, they connected with it almost immediately. And what I did, it was by accident. I was only like, um, um, Jake wanted to, he wanted to make his own book. And that was his thing. So for his fifth birthday, I asked him what he wanted. Like for his birthday, I'm expecting him to see a remote control car or whatever, mm -hmm. a video game. And he says, I want my own, I want my own comic book company. Wow. So I'm like, okay. Um <laughs> I do that. I'm like, um I don't know, Santa Claus, I don't know. We'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know the first thing about starting a business. And then like I just said, you know what, hey, what the hey, let me try it. Let me let me figure out what the, what to do here. So I created his own little I wanted it to I uh, like at first uh, it was just a, a collection of all of the, the the daily work that that I had put together since he was four. And I put it on a website. And I had no idea that the website, this is how clueless I am, that once I put it on this website, I mean, it's searchable by somebody on, yeah. right. And then someone found it and wrote to me and said, hey, this is awesome. 
<laughs> and I'm like, wait, hold on. And then that's the next thing I knew is like, okay, like, uh, let's give it a shot. I sat with him. And since it's his story, I let him do all the writing. That was another reason for getting him involved was that he, Jake, Jake, these are all of his stories. That's awesome. And, um, and I let him dictate everything. I turn on my, 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 my voice recorder on the phone and just let him tell me everything and anything about these characters. So. <laughs> I, just, I just have so many, so many lesson plans coming out with, what, by you saying this, just taking That's, an audio file from your student or your child and then going from there and talk about integrating other, you know, learning material that they have, that you have to cover. Like, but this is yes. in a meaningful way. That's the beautiful thing about this. You know, and I'm glad that you mentioned that too, because the next book that I'm doing in this series is going to teach history. So um, uh, it's basically like one of the, the main supervillain of the story goes back into time. And like, uh, and Jake and his, uh, his comic book, uh, his, his comic book teammates, they meet certain people in history. So um, in the next story, they'll visit like Abraham Lincoln and another one, they'll visit Amelia, uh, Amelia Earhart or Mother Teresa or, you know, different moments in history, different events in history they'll learn about. So it should be fun going into next year. And like, um, so right now I'm currently putting that together with him. So it's to help him learn, yeah. uh, it's to help him learn history. And with the same thing too, you can also take this story and, and incorporate science lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, like math, I was working on developing a character that are that are like uh, subject specific, like having a villain that does everything through math, or one that does everything through like different, you know, so they can learn. So it's great that you mentioned that because there's so many ways that you can go with this character, and I see the way how the children enjoy it, and I just want to keep going. It's amazing how you know. Yes. How, like, hmm? And I want to uh, mention, um, we're gonna we're gonna give you, uh, our audience here opportunity to check out your website. We'll we'll plug it in um, on our show notes and at the end as well because you have some resources that are available for purchase for educators uh, and just an overall outlook on your website. Some insights on um, working with children that are on the spectrum or just your story as well. Yeah, um, how to consult. Stay tuned for that too contact led um i wanted to also mention some misconceptions so Mm -hmm. what would you say in general are some misconceptions about first um what others thought about um your son with this diagnosis maybe around maybe with family the second is just the work that you're doing okay i know you're talking about your work with others what's 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 been some misconceptions Okay, well, uh, some of the misconceptions, I'll start with Jake first. Um, a lot of misconceptions that I've had. Um, well, when I'm interacting with, with certain people out in public, it's, um, they're not really familiar with what autism is. So it, uh, I, I have to explain it, you know, like I have to, I'll have to explain it to them. Um, I've learned, you know, like through experience, never to apologize for any of my son's quirks, because <laughs> it's uh, that's another misconception too. Because, um, it like making friends, like he has uh, he has a few like good friends, but there's other like children or like parents who think that he's, um, forgive me for saying, like the weird child. And it's not that he's mm-hmm. weird; it's like he expresses himself differently. He's learning, you know, he's learning the he's world learning. around him differently. Yeah. 
Right. And, you know, it's like, and also too, he's also like tall for his age at eight years old. He's four eleven, you know? So he's, he's a very tall child. So a lot of people think that he's older than, you know, he's older than what he is. And he's a very, you know, sensitive, very shy, you know, very shy kid. He's really, um, really sweet. But I think that the biggest thing, the, the, the biggest misconception is, is like, um, People who don't understand, you know, like uh, what autism is, and they just go by either the stereotypes or the myth of what this is. So they kind of generalize him or cut him short, you know, as far as like this learning and development when really like Jacob is a very smart and very creative child. And there's a lot of children who are just like him. a lot of children who are also very creative, very, you know, like very intelligent. And it's not that they can't be taught. It's just that they have a different ways of learning and the different ways of absorbing that information. So I spend a lot of time like, like talking to parents and like the children in the bill, like the, the children and parents in the playground when I take them out. And when they do ask questions, you know, I don't get offended. You know, I'm more than happy to answer those questions because at least it helps another person understand. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, and as far as my work, um, as far as what I do, a lot of people think that, oh, well, this is just an opportunity for me to just um, like make a name for myself. And it's not. It's really um, what I want to do is, you know, help other children, yeah. you know, who are on the like this is something that's not only just for children on the autism spectrum, but it's for all children. We were just yeah. earlier. This is something a way that um, that children can learn, grasp and and. Uh, and like retain the information. I mean, it's like, I grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons and some of like the best moments, you know, I remember was sitting in front of my television on a Saturday morning with a big bowl of really sweet cereal. So, <laughs> you know, but um, it's not meant to replace, you know, it's not meant to replace the curriculum, like or the teacher or what uh, my goal is basically to help, uh, like use as a companion to reinforce lessons. So like I invite like like teachers, educators, therapists, you know, like I would love to sit with them, like talk with them, like even help develop something yeah. that you know that everyone can enjoy and that um all the children will be able to use. Yeah. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I think uh we get caught up in these curriculums as if there's we can't have other ideas and I always say, you know, your curriculum is just your foundation and then your personal personalization pieces like this is -hmm. the supplements you sprinkle that onto that right in that curriculum um, Mm -hmm. box I guess absolutely um wow okay so what about let's talk about how do how can we support your work tell us where we can find you um you can uh, you can locate me uh, or like go to the website. It's um, www.jakejetpulse.com. And you can send me some, uh, send me your feedback. I would love to like, would love to hear from like the parents, educators, teachers, therapists, everyone, everything that like um, anything that you guys have, any suggestions, I would love to hear. It. Um, that way I would, you know, like I said, the, this is the way how I want to help our kids. And um, I'm really inspired by Jake and his story. And I I see how creative he is. I see how wonderful it is. And I see the way how the other children in his class have taken to this character. And 
I could imagine what it would be like to see, you know, like to see this, like to see this everywhere. Um, yeah, that's that's what I want. I guess like you know, what I want is like just you know like like contact me and let's talk about like ways that we can help. You know, the ways that we can help the the uh, help out and help out the kids. Absolutely. That's the best thing to do. So it's like as I mentioned, like you know, we have stories about like like history or science or things like that. We can, you know, and it's you know, and I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I I absolutely. I don't think there's. Um, many opportunities where uh, the community is called to collaborate on such um, a meaningful project that directly can affect kids. And well, that's what I wanted to build as a community. That's what, uh, that's what it's for. When, um, if you look at this site, um, I called the learning part of my, um, of my website, Jet Pulse Academy. Yeah. What I wanted to do is like make the like the parents and children feel like they were like recruits into something bigger. You know, that they were stepping into something much larger than just a comic book character. That it was actually more of like instead of just a character, he becomes more like a symbol for something. Like he stands for something. Um for like for education, for learning, for empowerment, for like something courageous. And that's that's what I was looking that that's what I was looking to create. Absolutely. And it's, and it's fun. It's fun to learn this way. Yeah. I think that's important. I mean, absolutely. I I go back to just making it meaningful for kids. Mm. I know for myself, um, for the folks that are listening, um, you were able, you actually made a little uh, comic out of me, a comic (laughs) character out of me. I'll post that again um, for those of you guys. that are following, I'll post it on the Facebook page. I, I'm, I'm pretty active on, on Twitter, but led what you made a little, um, you took my image. I, I was and made it into like this comic and I was just so excited. Like I, I thought I was another, like a, you know, little girl again. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a comic. <laughs> Everyone wants to see this. This is amazing. I mean, and I just, you know, and I saw uh, the images and I saw the work and I mean that, that's just so awesome for kids. And I see these opportunities where we can, we can, you know, do something a little different than the standard curriculum and um, hone in on the ch- children's interests, which is the main part. Right. And yeah. if I also could add too, is that like, um, for me growing up, comic books and uh, comic books and cartoons, they were like I, I learned more than just like the action and excitement. The, like if you can recall, like the public service, yeah, like, just at the end of cartoons. You know, I feel like in the way the world is now, that we need like positive role models, and like by bringing in, like um, like bringing comic books back from like dark and edgy to innocent and fun. Um, mm-hmm. that's what I was looking forward to. Something where they can walk away like learning something. I remember there was. A lot of things that like like words that I learned when I was watching cartoons that I didn't even know I you know I didn't even learn in school. I was like, what does that mean? And I would go and look it up, or it would be in quotations at the bottom of the page. So this is a great way. And I also wanted to show you something. I, yeah. I like saying this is gonna might be on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. This. Okay. This I'll is describe it for our listeners. Check this out. This was the very first appearance of, of Jake Jet Pulse. This is what Jake drew in the beginning. So let is yeah, he's showing um us like a drawing from his son. And mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna we're gonna need to throw that up on 
online. I, you got to get a. Well, I can send you the image yeah, really, if you that. like, and For what sure. to give you an idea is so you, that. So you the, still have his original artwork. I keep everything. I never throw anything out. It's <laughs> it, it's valuable. I mean, yes, yeah, and the the amazing thing about this is was the. Um, each panel that he drew in this little comic I, is what I translated into the actual book here. Oh, that's amazing. He's showing um, the actual comic book. But that's so cool. You gave him the actual panels to, to put out his storyline. Right. So it's his, it's his story. It's his words. And what I did was put it together in a comic book form that other children and other parents can follow along and enjoy mm -hmm. because it, it, it's um, like by him creating this character and, and me adding the academics in there, like it just made him want to learn more. It made him want to follow the character more because it looked like him. That's super important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I have to say that uh, I will put it in there that we need to have more people of color role models. So, that's another, yeah. that's another important point. Yes. So Absolutely. like by having, he's, you know, cause he's, uh, he's half, he's half black and half Puerto Rican. So by having, you know, like an Afro Latino, like superhero with autism. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I had no idea what I was creating. Yeah, I but I mean, that's such a good point. It's such a good point. That representation for kids. Yes. Yeah, by having a character that looks that, that looks like them that they get identify with. I mean, we all had our Supermans, our Batmans, but yeah. like, how many characters did we have that were like us growing? Right, there really weren't that many. Right. So now this is an opportunity for everyone else to have something that represents them, and that's yeah. a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, give me the website one more time before I let you go. Sure. Um the the site is www jakejetpulse.com all one word thank you so much for coming on here i really appreciate it i'm my mind is just kind of turning right here i feel like we got to do like a blog or something to continue the conversation <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I just have so many ideas always. and tips you know that you can do and to connect more with that community with um parents and educators so thank we you so much again and thank you so much this has been a great opportunity awesome Thank you so much.